Chella. We have the awesome privilege of being the founders and the leaders of Next Level Church. But it doesn't just take two people to plant and lead this church. There's a bunch of amazing people in our dream team. And uh, we're so grateful that we get to build this church. And there's room for you. This is not a, an inclusive club, but this is, uh, uh, well, exclusive club, I should have said. And English is not my first language. But you are all welcome to be part of what God is doing in our local city. Uh, but if, if you're far away, that's okay. You can be part of us uh, through our online church. So we welcome you. And I see you uh, on the chat. We are live. So welcome, everybody. We are excited because we're starting a brand new series, as Pastor M mentioned. It's called Freedom. Amen. Put it in the chat right now. Freedom time. Because God is calling us not to live as slaves, not to live limited, not to live in a box, not to live in a suffocating life. But God is calling us out to break out, to break through, to break forth. Amen. And that is the calling God has for your life. It's not just a limited thing, but God has limitless, limitless potential, giftings and callings and purpose for you inside of you that He's already created. That's why you're valuable. Because He breathed His living breath. His breath of life is in you. Amen? He didn't do that for the animals, but He did, he did that for you. So today I want to talk about freedom. What freedom is for. Now let me just, I got to address this because uh, it's this week. We had Canada Day. I don't know if you celebrated Canada Day or not. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, you have your opinions. I have my opinions. And you know what? That's the beautiful thing about this country. I know there's a lot of hurtful things that has happened and, and our hearts break for what took place within uh, in our indigenous family community. And it, it, the atrocities, the tragedies, the heartbreaking news that we are hearing over and over again, that it's not just in one location but in many locations, that all this injustice took place, we need to do something about it. And I'm not the kind of person that goes to social media to uh, uh, express my opinions. I actually don't like social media. I'm only on it so that God can use something from my life to reach people for Jesus and to share my life to be a blessing to others. Uh, but I really don't like uh, sharing my opinion, so I didn't say anything. Actually, uh, me and Pastor M wrote together a post, but then we didn't post it. Because it is easy to misunderstand uh, and, 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 and people to take it the wrong way when they see things posted on social media. And I'm sure you would have had some bad experiences about that. And so what you're trying to say might come across the wrong way to somebody else. Opinions are to be heard. Opinions are to be valued. But opinions are not there to bring division. Opinions are not there to put one another in a box. I stand for unity. And I hope you stand for unity as, as well. And diversity. And remembering our heritage. Remembering to honor not just this land, but also the people that were here first. So I'm not going to get into a political or some debate here, but, I, but my heart is hurting for all the injustice. And having three children, uh, biological children and many spiritual children, my heart breaks for what happened to those families. Could you please, uh, today or next time when you pray, pray for the indigenous families that are realizing that such atrocities were done to them and they were lied to. Could be our family members, could be our cousins. You know, many of us work with indigenous people uh, or our friends. Be there for them, support them. And as a church, we're not just going to talk about it. We're going to do something about it. 
and and to let you know when you sow into this church is not just for this church but you are giving through our church and we're in talks with a pastor from an indigenous church to see how we can practically help them so when you join hands together with us we can make a difference yes there's a hurtful past but together we can create a beautiful future we can bring healing restoration comfort and practical help as pastor m said let's not just be talkers but let's be doers let's put our faith into action if you agree with me just say an amen in the chat right now amen we can be part of the solution and yes even in our national anthem we say guard god keep our land we need to cry out to god to bring restoration and healing you know my family came to canada as uh, as immigrants we had to leave our own native land my parents had to leave and, and move because there was a civil war going on there was violence there was murders there was uh, injustice we had to leave everything and move we moved to another country and my my family faced uh, racism and discrimination and then we moved to canada and canada welcomed us with arms open wide generously i can tell you one quick story before i get into the message one christmas in our early days in canada uh, a bunch of white people showed up at our door and we were freaking out we're like why are they here because we're used to like okay <laughs> danger uh, if, when you don't recognize so we are looking through the door and they were knocking for a while and we didn't want to open because we were scared we finally opened it was the toronto firefighters toy drive and they came to give us gifts and sweaters and and we're like why are you doing this the generosity of canadians changed our lives even in high school they knew that we were immigrants uh, and refugees and 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 they were so generous and so helpful yes we did face some injustice too but i'm here to say let's not curse our land but let's make a difference together let's help one another to experience that unconditional love hey in this church you don't have to believe what we believe to belong here because jesus loves us with unconditional love and jesus wants us to love others with that same love and so i want to love you unconditionally can we be brothers and sisters that even if we have different opinions let's not cancel this and cancel that and why don't we cancel cancel culture and just be like hey i don't fully agree with you but i love you as a brother i love you as a sister let's just find what is unifying us and that is we're children of the most high god we are children of god he created you he created me your life value is as worth as mine and the next guy over there and the next lady over there and the stranger that you may never see again let's be kind let's help each other let's love one another unconditionally and that's how we can step into true freedom loving one another unconditionally you know what unconditional love really means it means giving time so maybe parents you're struggling with your children and maybe children you're having issues because your parents don't understand or maybe there's drama in your workplace or a church or whatever it is not in our church there's no drama at our church i think let's show unconditional love that means giving time giving time not on my own terms but i'm going to give you time because i love you unconditionally spouses are you fighting with your spouse give time 
for one another, gives pace. That's what God does for us. That's what Jesus did. You were stubborn. You were mad at God. You were away from God, but He waited patiently. He gave you time. He gave you space. Let's enter into that. Let's, be, let's enter into an attitude of gratitude. Man, I'm so glad that you're part of my life. Why don't you turn to your neighbor right now? I'm so glad you're in my life. Yeah, I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you're in my life. And you guys, I'm telling the team right now as they're sitting here, and I'm so glad you ladies are in my life. And life is better together. It's not just a saying, we truly believe that. And maybe you did fireworks or not, it doesn't matter. But let's build a better Canada together. Let's bless Canada. Let's do things better going forward. Let's pray for our indigenous families. And, and uh, yes, imper imperfect, imperfection, imperfection and all, and ESL and all, because I went through ESL, if you know what that is. We got to be grateful for those who fought in the war. My, my wife, Pastor M's grandfather, was in, fought in the World War II. And maybe you have some family members who, who did that, or you know somebody. We got to be thankful and grateful for our freedom of expression, freedom to live and, and to choose our lives, and freedom for our opinion. So let's be grateful. Today I want to talk to, to you about freedom. I said freedom like 20 times, like Pastor M says, all right, 20 times. And I realized that maybe you are not a follower of Jesus, and that's okay. And it's completely fine if you're checking out what is this Christianity all about. And if... Uh, you want to know who, if this God is really real? I'm glad you tuned in. There's no judgment here. We're just glad that you're checking out who this Jesus, Jesus is. But I hope you will give Him a chance. I hope you will give Jesus a try and see if there's any change in your life. I really do uh, hope that you will do that one day. Because we believe that living in freedom in Christ is the greatest freedom anyone can ever know. Amen? Because through Christ, we can step into our best life. I'm not criticizing where you are, but I want you to give Jesus a try. Because He wants you to enter into your best life you can possibly live. And the reason why I say that is because we are not under the law. We're not under the sin penalty. You and I have done many wrong things. And we can list them off and we will know that we are, we've all lied, we've all sinned, we've all stolen, we've all done so many wrong things. But Jesus has set us free by the shedding of His blood. And we're going to take communion at the end. But Jesus set us free with the ultimate freedom. Freedom from sin and death. See, money can buy you out of stuff, but not the penalty of your sin. There comes a day when your number is called and you have to leave this earth. And my heart broke because just recently I found out one of my close friends passed away. And maybe you're going through a tragedy right now and even shootings going on in our neighborhoods. We never know when our last day is. But Jesus came to give us true freedom. Freedom from eternal separation from God. I want to read for you from the book of Romans. From Romans chapter 8, verse 2. You can follow along or if you have your Bible. And remember the tip that I gave you last week about the notebook? So all of these things that I'm sharing with you, you can put it on your left side. And on the right column, you can write down uh, 
what God is speaking to you, what you're going to do about it, your action plan, your application. All right, so let's go. Romans 8, 2 goes like this. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Let's also read John 8, 36. So, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Amen? You may not feel like it. Maybe you went through an addiction or you gave into temptation or maybe you did something not good. But still, in faith, when you place your trust in Jesus, when you take on His yoke, you become the righteousness of God. And so, you are not standing on your own works. You are standing on His finished work, His finished work on the cross. You may not feel like it, but the truth is, you are free in Jesus. Put it in the chat. I am free in Jesus. Man, aren't you thankful for freedom in Christ today? We, as, as followers of Christ, if, if you are, we have a responsibility to use our, our freedom, our Canadian freedom, to proclaim a greater freedom. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, what our freedom is for. But let's pray together first. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for loving us unconditionally. And I thank you, God, for every single person tuning in right now. It's by divine appointment. God, you want us to step out step into a life of freedom. And maybe we don't feel like we can break through or we may feel like this addiction or this thing or this sin or this issue may never leave us because we keep falling into it. But God, we surrender our minds and our thoughts. We surrender our hearts to you, God. Break our hard hearts. Help us to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this moment as I open my mouth and I am speaking, God. I pray, God, that you would speak to the hearts of every single person that you would reveal Jesus to them and reveal your purpose that you have for them. I pray for healing, restoration, for comfort, and for breakthrough. Let there be freedom, a new level of freedom starting today. In Jesus' name, amen. Point number one, write this down in your left column. Freedom is for freedom. That, that's very intelligent, right? That's like, wow, Like, how did you think? Freedom is for freedom. That might be a weird thing to say. That might sound confusing to you. But let's look at the Bible. I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 6.12. But here, Paul is talking to people who were trying to get their heads around this whole concept of freedom. Let's read this. 1 Corinthians 6.12. It says, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered. In other words, I will not be enslaved by anything. God's ultimate desire for you is not just that you will know the truth, that, that you will just know freedom and continue to live in your however I want to live. Nobody uh, is my boss. Like, I'm the boss of my life. I can do whatever I want. Not to continue in that. That's not freedom. That's actually bondage in disguise. Write that down in your notes. Bondage in disguise. Oh, bro, why do you do that? Why do you keep doing that? Yeah, I know it's not good for me, but hey, I can't snap out of it any minute. So why don't you? Oh, sister, why don't you just, why, why, is, is, that's not a healthy thing. Why, 
yeah, but I, it's just for now. I'm young, you know. When I get nah, when I get later, I'll kick the habit or I'll change my ways. But why don't you do it? The world presents freedom, but it's truly bondage in disguise. True story. When our dog Biscuit, his name is Biscuit Joseph Mahalingam. Biscuit, because he looks like a biscuit. Mah uh, Joseph, because he's a Christian dog. And Mahalingam is our family name. So when we got him as a puppy, he wasn't trained. And let me tell you the fun we had, or I had, because I hate picking up stuff behind the dog leaves. You know what I'm talking about. And the part of the marriage was that. My wife said, I'll marry you if you... Anyway, we'll talk about it another day. So the dog is there, and we have to train this dog. The dog thinks he can do whatever he wants. He'll run over here, run over there. He'll mess up this and that. We had to discipline him and parent him. We had to become dog parents. Uh, so we, we, we left uh, somebody who will not be named. You know, I'm protecting the guilty. So we left that person to take care of a puppy dog. But she did not... Re oh, I said she. So you might start to narrow down. As I finish the story, you might know who it is. She, so this person didn't really have boundaries for the dog. So she just let open the, our house. And at the time, we didn't have any fence in the back. And our house faces the main road. So there's a lot of danger. But she just let the dog, uh, who let the dogs out? She did. And the dog just like took off. It was a tiny little chihuahua, took off. And she's like, this kid, this kid, come. And she didn't know any of the commands or any of the training that we started doing at PetSmart. So the dog is gone. And now she's desperately trying to get the dog back because the dog doesn't know boundaries. Dog doesn't know any, any of the commands. So to the point that she was crawling on the floor, pretending, I guess, to be a dog and maybe a playful dog so that the dog can come play with her. And then the dog is running over here, over there. You know, it was danger. But thankfully, nobody got hurt and the dog was safe and she never babysat the dog again. The dog owner knows that letting the dog run over all over the place without boundaries and without training, discipline, that's not freedom, that's bondage. Because there are cars and there are predators and there are dangers all around. That's not freedom. That's actually bad pet parenting. I wonder how many of us are raising our children with bad children parenting. Because we just let, let them do whatever they want. There's no boundaries. We're not protecting them. And the same is true with us. There's this belief that because God loves me unconditionally, I can just do whatever. He's, he loves me unconditionally. And he said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. So I'm cool. I can live however I want. And he will still love me, right? And we enter into bondage in disguise. We show up to church, we do stuff, we're like, we look like we're serving God, but there's no power in our lives. We're like this circus elephant. You know, in circus, there's this elephant by the main entrance. And the elephant is so powerful, but the elephant is limited. Because the elephant is used to having this chain tied around its ankle and with a stick, a very light stick. If the elephant wanted, in one second, it could, it could just break that, un, unplug that, and, and walk away. But the elephant has been conditioned from a young age to, to, to know that that chain, it, 
is is not is going to limit it so the chain maybe was heavy for the elephant when he was a baby but as the elephant grew elephant kept thinking the baby thoughts that he was conditioned and trained that this chain is going to hold me down this chain i cannot move any further than this chain so even though now the elephant is big and strong and large the elephant doesn't know its power because it hasn't found its freedom its bondage in disguise there's this weak thing holding this mighty thing and the elephant never steps into its purpose in that same way the enemy brings this freedom idea through seduction temptation lust pride envy you know all the seven deadly sins and and plus many more and we think i'm in control of my life i got this i'm free i just get drunk once in a while i just do this once in a while but then we are in bondage we look free but we're in bondage in disguise and we label it freedom when we live outside the boundaries of god's word and outside of god's ways that's not freedom that's bondage in disguise because for every action there's equal opposite reaction yes god will love you when you repent but why do you have to go in that toxic pattern over and over again and then there's the earthly consequences god will forgive you in a moment and he will never bring it up again when you repent but then there's earthly consequences why would you want to make your life so much more difficult there are no accidental children maybe some of you are wondering about your identity maybe you were born out of wedlock because two people thought they had all the freedom and they just went and got cozy and and uh and you think what's the purpose of my life i was not wanted i was an accident but i'm here to tell you there's no accidental children amen put it in the chat i'm not an accident i'm not unwanted god wanted you to be born at that specific time there are accidental parents there are accidental parents not accidental children we got to use our freedom properly you know i wasn't allowed to date till i was like 35 some families are so strict and they think that's the way some families are so different but at the end of the day you and i have to give an account to god and the times we use freedom to be in bondage in disguise let's read galatians 5:1 i touched on this last week and i'm really stuck in the book of galatians right now galatians 5:1 it says this it is for freedom that christ has set us free stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery so god is saying now that you know the truth don't go back to living in the old patterns Don't go back to keep living the way you did before you knew Jesus. There's a better way of life that God has for you. Don't pick up bondage that Christ has already set you free from. Point number 2. Freedom is for serving others. Galatians 5:13. You, my brothers and sisters, you will call to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. rather serve one another humbly in love 
See, this is the problem. This is the thing that a lot of people are getting wrong in our country today. They're believing, hey, it's my freedom. And my freedom is my freedom. It's nobody else's business. And you cannot tell me what to do. Uh, I'll just do what, what I feel is right. The world says, you know, you're, you, you, yes, you can have your opinion, but sometimes we take the truth. You know, I have my truth, you have your truth, you know, my morality, your morality, but, it, but truth is not subjective. Because my truth might be completely opposite to your truth. So when we go into that pathway of thinking that we can all have our own truth, that's a problem. The only time-tested truth is the Word of God. Amen? Biblical truth is the true freedom. And that's what God is calling us to. Make our lives align to His Word so that we can walk in love, walk in truth, so that we can see miracles and breakthroughs and freedom in our lives when we align ourselves to His truth. But if we wake up every day and be like, I'm just going to do what I feel like and live my truth, that's going to be a problem. Because as we see historically, many people use God's name in vain and God's or church or positions of power to take advantage of other people or to hurt other people. But God's truth is different, is unshakable. God's truth challenges us to become better. We cannot have our own standards of freedom and truth because that's chaos. Because I might think street racing is my truth, is my freedom. But actually, after watching Fast and Furious, you might become an involuntary street racer for, for a while. Because we get conditioned. I remember the Fast 2, what was it called? Fast 2, you know, with Tyrese. Too Fast, Too Furious. We watched it in theater, and the whole time was like... I'm like, I was so conditioned in the, in the two hours of that. I came out and I, I, I had a little sporty car and on the highway, I'm like, eh. actually I had automatic at the time. Like, eh. It was tiptronic. Eh. Didn't even have a clutch, but whatever you expose yourself to, whatever you feed your mind, you're going to act it out. So watch out what you allow through your eye gate and your ear gates and your heart gate. All the gates, watch out. Is the king of glory entering in? Is it glorifying? Is it glorious and free as we sing in our national anthem? Just like how we sing, God, God, keep our land. We got to pray, God, keep my heart. Guard my heart. Let my life be glorious and freedom and, and lifting you up, Lord Jesus. God's word is the ultimate standard for our lives because God's word remains. God's word is unfailing. God's word is powerful. God's word is life-giving. God's word is bondage-breaking. Amen? God's word is a Red Sea splitting, miracle-working word. And we know who the word is. And we read from Genesis 1 that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the, words, and the word was God. And we realize that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And the word of God's name is Jesus. Jesus. And he paid the price for us. And he came to set the captives free. You and I were in slavery and maybe are still struggling with stuff. But Jesus has, is the good news. Amen? He is the good news. He's not just giving you unconditional love, but he's also 
bringing you the good news, uh, the hope and, and salvation and eternal life, forgiveness of sins. The Bible makes it clear that for us as Christians, our freedom is always to be leveraged and to be used for somebody else's good and for somebody else's gain. We are not saved to be selfish. Are you blessed financially? Why don't you think of ways to bless somebody else? Is, do you have a great marriage? Why don't you find a couple that is struggling or starting out and, and, and help them? Did you raise godly, listening, disciplined children? Then call me. Need help. I love my kids. They may be watching. Love you guys. Do you have a lot of wisdom? Did you gain wisdom? Help others. Find a way to benefit somebody else. Because your freedom is, is always to be leveraged and used for somebody else's good and gain. I want to read for you 1 Corinthians 9, 19. It says this. Though I am free. 1 Corinthians 9, 19. Though I am free, and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave. I have made myself a servant to everyone to win as many as possible. So the goal of our freedom is that others would come to know freedom in Jesus as well. Just like how we have. So that others would get to know the love of Jesus just like us. Do your neighbors know that you're Christian? Do your neighbors know that you have this Savior? Why not have a conversation? Don't, do you know your neighbor's names? I was gonna say something about my neighbors. One side of our neighbors are amazing. The other side, we thought uh, they didn't like us or maybe they couldn't talk, but they just didn't wanna to talk to us, but that's okay. They just moved out last week and they actually talked to us, which is an answered prayer and they gave us free stuff, so even better. So when you talk to your neighbors, you will be blessed. And our neighbors actually invested into Next Level Church. And so we're so grateful that God has positioned us as missionaries in our neighborhoods. Amen? You don't have to go to faraway lands and, 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 and do mission work. That's great if you want to do that. But you're a local missionary. And you get to share the love of Jesus the way God has designed you, through your personality. You don't have to go to your neighbor's house with your pulpit and, and, and like punch your Bible in front of them and be like, repent or die or burn. Oh, by the way, come to my church. No. Through your personality, bring the truth of God. The goal of our freedom is that others would come to know the freedom in Jesus like we have. So how do we do that? Talk to your neighbors. How about opening up your home for watch parties? Right now, you might be watching our online experience by yourself or with just with your family. Why not think of maybe one person to join you next week and you can together experience the online service with a few people or another person. Have watch parties at your house. This is why serving is such a big deal for us as a church. And as Pastor M said, we're going to have a serve day and we're going to bless the building that we rent and... and, and do something practical and we will do other things to serve our neighborhood and our city and let's let's come out and do this let's come out by the hundreds and and let's serve let's make things better let's let's stop being keyboard warriors behind our computers 
and, and just criticize and put people down and be like, oh, they should have done. No. Lord, what can I do? How can I serve others? How can I, the little bit of freedom that I am experiencing in my life, how can I bring that to other people? Point number three, my last point. I know, last time I had eight points, today's only three. Freedom is for something greater. I'm going to read two scriptures for you. First one is Romans 6.22. It goes like this. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, in other words, servants of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, which means to being set apart for God. And the result is eternal life. Next scripture, 1 Peter chapter 2, 16 to 17. And there's an emphasis on the last sentence here. So listen, live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves or servants. Here, listen, listen to this carefully. Show proper respect to everyone. Put it in the chat. Respect everyone. Who? Everyone. Like people like me, like us, same nationality, same... No! Everyone. Respect everyone. Show proper respect to everyone. Not partial. Proper respect to everyone. Even that drive through cashier that you're so rude to today. Uh-huh. God is watching. Why you be so mean? Okay, your order got messed up. So what? And then you're like, God sent me to Africa. God sent me to Asia. But you cannot even be nice to your drive through person. There are people too. Could be your mom. Could be your dad. Could be you. Could be me. Show proper respect. I was, I was a cashier at Tim Hortons and SO at the same time. If you can imagine that. I had to make coffee and watch the pump at the same time. Overnight. Yeah. I didn't go to military, but I did that. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family. Next one. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Don't let that word bring fear to you. Fearing God means to respect God, means to honor God, means to have reverence for God, means to have the fear of not having God. God, I don't want my life without you. That's the fear of God. And then honor the emperor. The benefits of our freedom is holiness and godliness while we're here on this earth. The greatest gift that we can give to God in return for our freedom that we found is to live a life that is set apart in Him. Respectable and honorable life. And I'm just going to break this down before we end. Just the last few words that I just emphasized. Respect to everyone, love for God's people, fear of God, and honor for all those in authority over us. Don't go looking for an emperor. It means people in authority over us. So that is what freedom looks like in our life. Show me somebody who is self-centered, angry, bitter, criticizing, entitlement attitude, and I can do whatever I want attitude, and I don't need you, and I'm going to use you and throw you, uh, that kind of attitude person, and I'll show you someone who is not free. And they may even call themselves Christian. Don't be deceived. That's bondage in disguise. But show me someone who looks like respectful, love, fearing God, honoring God, and I'll show you somebody who is free, who is becoming more like Jesus, who is being transformed by the love of God and walking in real freedom.
What is freedom for? Number one, freedom is for freedom. Number two, freedom is for serving others. And number three, freedom is for something greater. And I end with this challenge for you. What are you doing with your freedom? Are you using it to indulge your flesh and your selfish desires and serve yourself and just do whatever you want un without accountability? Or are you using it to serve God and others with your freedom, with your life, with what's left, with your resources? I'm going to pray right now. And before I pray, if you've never welcomed Jesus into your heart as your personal Savior, if you walked away from God and you know in your heart that today is the day that God wants you to come back and Holy Spirit is knocking at the door of your heart, I want to give you an opportunity to welcome Him. I'm going to say a short prayer. I want you to repeat after me. And then I'm going to pray for today's message. So to welcome Jesus into your heart, repeat after me. And at Next Level Church, nobody prays alone. So whoever is there right now in the homes, pray together with us. And everybody in the studio, pray together with me. All right, here we go. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my heart. I believe you are God, that you died for my sins. Wash me by your precious blood. My life is no longer my own. I surrender it to you. Lead me into my best life to make a difference in this world. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Can we give a clap to Jesus? Yeah. You'll see a button pop up in the chat. Click it and connect with us. Now I'm going to pray for the message and I'm going to hand it over to Jonathan for communion in just a minute. So close your eyes again as I pray for today's message. Father, I thank you because you have given us Jesus to save us from our sins, to, to forgive us. So Lord, we may be Christians, maybe we are not, we're checking it out, whatever it is. Father, I pray that as we have begun this new series on freedom, that God, that you would do a supernatural work in our hearts. Give us more love for Jesus. Help us to fall in love with Jesus. Help us to fall in love with your word, because there's power in your word. Yeah. Father, we thank you. Because Jesus, you came to set us free. Help us to step into that. Help us to, to, to claim what is rightfully ours that was bought by Jesus. And to truly have a life free from addiction, free from abuse, and, and, and all the other things that we've allowed in our lives. Father, help us to come closer to you. And help us to use that freedom to help somebody else to also experience the same freedom in Jesus. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. We love you and get ready for communion right now. Thank you, Pastor Deshaun, for that wonderful message. And um, it completely slipped my mind that today we're going to be starting a new series on freedom because um, the word that I got this morning, and it's been... Um, a thing in my life for the last four or five years or so is that forgiveness is freedom and I just wanted to um, um, go into that a little bit before we start communion um, I'm just gonna put in the chat the the verse that I'm gonna take from 
It is 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. And I just wanted to add some perspective on that verse before we get into communion. And, and while I speak, um, I encourage you all to get your bread or cracker and um, grape juice in hand. So I was, I was looking for, at this verse and I was um, asking God to reveal something new in this verse for me because everybody's heard this verse time and time again. And I'll just read out the beginning of um, verse 23 where it says, For I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed. So I'm going to pause there. Like, Paul is writing this after the events of what took place in um, the Last Supper and the, and the crucifixion, uh, crucifixion. This is probably years down the line. Um, and he's making it a point to mention that on the night that he was betrayed, he brought his apostles and his friends into a place of communion and fellowship knowing full well of the events that are going to transpire he knows that judas is going to betray him he knows that um peter is going to deny him but he's bringing them together in community and he's breaking bread with them and even what takes place right after where he gets arrested there's a fight that breaks out where someone's ear gets cut off and jesus heals that man's ear on the spot so like i just want to look at the heart of paul because he's like us in this moment this takes place after um after uh, after the the events of Jesus' crucifixion and we're we're in that moment too we can reflect on that moment and be like whoa i can't believe jesus do, did that he he knew everything that was coming to him and he was still able to forgive people before it happened and i just want to encourage everyone to just come into a time of forgiveness and if you read this whole passage it's such a convicting um it's such a c convicting like chapter of the bible where it talks about the importance of co uh, communion and and just for time's sake I'm, I'm just gonna uh leave you with that and like let you chew on it so whenever you have time i encourage you to read through um first corinthians chapter 11 but um i just want to give you like like maybe 30 seconds or so to um go to god and ask you uh, ask him if there's anybody that you need to intercede on behalf of if there's anybody that you need to forgive or if there's anything you need to forgive yourself for um and to set yourself free from uh, um that prison that like um you not being able to forgive forgive yourself is like keeping you in so uh we'll just come to a, a short moment of reflection and we'll, we'll just um just just reflect on the the goodness and the forgiveness of christ because even as his body broke the same way that the, the bread was broken he asked god for forgiveness on behalf of the people that killed him and i think that's such a a, a touching and heartwarming thing so let's just take a brief moment and like ask god to reveal us reveal to us anything that we need to um, share with him or receive from him in this moment
So as the scripture continues, um, it says, on the night that he was betrayed, um, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So right now we'll partake in the bread. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink in remembrance of me. So let's partake in the blood. Or the juice, sorry. So Lord, we just thank you for this moment. We thank you that you are so holy, you're so gracious, you're so forgiving, and you give us freedom. We thank you for your body and your blood. The most precious substance this worth this uh, planet has ever known. Teach us to be more like you, teach us to act more like you, and teach us to love on others as you do. In Jesus' name we pray.
great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting, sing I will praise your today, God. We thank you for every single person, Lord, that has been touched by your word today, God, that from the beginning of the service to the end, Lord, we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. We were blessed to have you with us today. We thank you for joining us, and we cannot wait to see you next week. Keep up with our Instagram. Keep up with us on YouTube. We'll see you then. Bye.